You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include Republicans took control of the House, a missile landed in Poland killing two, and there was a hostage situation at Temple University. Here's your national news recap for the week of November 13th. Republicans will take control of the U.S. House. NBC News projects Republicans will eke out a slight majority. The current minority leader, California Congressman Kevin McCarthy, won GOP support this week in his bid to become Speaker of the House. The title is currently held by fellow California Representative Democrat Nancy Pelosi. The Republican candidate in the race for Arizona governor is vowing to fight on in one of the nation's closely watched contests. In a video message to supporters, Carrie Lake said voters were disenfranchised in the election between her and Democrat Katie Hobbs. Lake said she's put together a great legal team and they're looking at every option they have. Hobbs is Arizona's current Secretary of State and she has been projected to win the race. She's up by just half a point. Former President Trump is making another run at the White House in 2024. Trump made the announcement Tuesday night from his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. He claimed America was thriving under his leadership and he built the greatest economy in the history of the world. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not seeking re-election to House Democratic leadership. She made the announcement after Republicans were projected to retake the House next year. The California Democrat has served as Speaker on two separate occasions. The families of Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie are agreeing to a $3 million settlement in connection with the Petito family's wrongful death lawsuit. An attorney for the Petito family said the dollar amount is arbitrary, an attorney for the Petito family said the dollar amount is an arbitrary number, but the funds will go to the Gabby Petito Foundation. They added no amount of money is sufficient to compensate the Petito family for the loss of their daughter. Laundry is a suspected killer of Petito, whose body was found in Wyoming after being reported missing. Laundry's remains were found in a Florida park where it's suspected he took his own life. NASA has launched its Artemis One moon rocket. It marks the first step in returning Americans to the moon and eventually to Mars. It's an uncrewed mission that will last four to six weeks, circle the moon, and come back. Later down the road, Artemis II will make the same journey with astronauts before the final Artemis III mission lands astronauts on the surface sometime after 2024. The man convicted in the deadly Wisconsin parade attack is receiving six life sentences. Daryl Brooks was convicted of murdering six people after driving his SUV into a Christmas parade in Wakusha near Milwaukee in 2021. Before his sentencing, a defiant Brooks blamed the prosecution for, in his words, falsely claiming the attack was intentional. He spoke for hours, sometimes rambling, proclaiming the entire trial was unjust. The U.S. Department of Justice is announcing an investigation into the state of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, and the OKC Police Department. 
Federal officials are looking into the response by OKCPD to mental health crises, which they allege could lead to unnecessary admissions to psychiatric facilities and police contact. The DOJ also says they are investigating if the state has failed to provide community-based mental health services in Oklahoma County. The Justice Department will be in contact with Oklahoma City residents and community groups as part of the investigation. A Baltimore judge is rejecting a plea deal for a teenager squeegee worker accused of killing a man at the Inner Harbor. During a hearing Thursday, the judge ruled the 15-year-old boy will remain charged with first-degree murder and his case will be tried in adult court. Earlier this week, the teen's lawyers said prosecutors offered to reduce the charge to manslaughter and send the case to juvenile court. The teen is accused of shooting and killing 48-year-old Timothy Reynolds back in July after Reynolds confronted a group of squeegee workers with a baseball bat. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office is planning to toss nearly 200 cases connected to dirty NYPD officers. The convictions are all misdemeanors tied to arrests made by eight officers between 2001 and 2016. More than half of the sentences in those cases resulted in defendants being jailed or fined. The cops connected to the cases have been found guilty on various charges, including taking bribes, lying under oath, and selling stolen guns. The DA's office decided to toss 188 convictions out of the more than 1,100 that were under review. A man who has been the subject of several searches by police agencies in Oregon and Washington has been arrested. The Clatsop County Sheriff's Office says Kevin Reynolds was taken into custody without incident. The Columbia Sheriff's Office, Cowlitz County Sheriff's Office, and St. Helens Police have helped search for Reynolds. The search caused the lockdown of Rainer Area Schools on Wednesday and classes were canceled Thursday. I'm Allie Bruce and that was your national news. This is Connor Brown with your international news report. All sources this week come from Reuters. The United States and its allies on Wednesday criticized Russia and the United Nations Security Council over missile attacks on Ukraine. In a meeting a day after a missile that NATO said was a stray fired by Ukraine's air defenses crashed inside Poland. Military alliance NATO and member Poland said the missile was probably a stray fired by Ukraine's air defenses and not a Russian strike, easing international fears that the war could widen. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky demurred, saying there was no doubt the missile was not Ukrainian. Two people were killed by the missile in a Polish village near the Ukraine-Poland border on Tuesday, the same day Russia fired scores of missiles at cities across Ukraine, targeting its energy grid and worsening power blackouts for millions. The Kyiv government said it was the most intense barrage of the nine-month-long war. This tragedy would have never happened but for Russia's needless invasion of Ukraine and its recent missile assaults against Ukraine's civilian infrastructure. Washington's ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield told the Security Council, Ukraine has every right to defend itself against this barrage, Thomas Greenfield said. The British and Polish ambassadors to the UN echoed the statement that Russia's invasion was ultimately to blame for the explosion in Poland. Russia's UN ambassador, Vasily Nambiza, told the meeting, We have long ago stopped being surprised by your attempts in any circumstance, in spite of facts or common sense, to blame Russia for everything. Members of the Security Council at the meeting also called for Russia to extend the Black Sea Grains deal, which is set to roll over on Tuesday unless there are objections. Moscow suspended its participation in the agreement in late October, but rejoined after four days, easing fears of further disruptions to grain exports 
from one of the world's biggest suppliers at the time of rampant global food inflation and food shortages. And for our second story of the day, U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner, facing nine years behind bars in Russia after being convicted on drug charges, has been transferred to a penal colony about 500 kilometers, 300 miles, southeast of Moscow, her lawyer said on Thursday. Griner was sentenced in August following her arrest at a Moscow airport in February with vape cartridges containing cannabis oil in her luggage. She was moved from a detention center near Moscow on November 4th to be taken to an undisclosed prison location. Her legal team confirming an earlier Reuters story said Griner had been taken to female penal colony IK-2 in the town of Yavas in the Morodova region. We can confirm that Brittany began serving her sentence at IK-2 in Morodova. We visited her earlier this week, her lawyer said. Brittany is doing as well as could be expected and trying to stay as strong as she adapts to a new environment. Morodova is a region where another American, Paul Whelan, is serving a 16-year sentence in a different penal settlement after being convicted on espionage charges that he denies. Asked about Griner's case before the statement from the lawyers was issued, a U.S. State Department spokesman said, We are aware of the reports of her location and in frequent contact with Ms. Griner's legal team. However, the Russian Federation has still failed to provide any official notification or such a move of a U.S. citizen, which we strongly protest. And for our final story of the day, an attack on a tanker off the coast of Oman on Tuesday was carried out by an Iranian-made drone. U.S. Central Command said in a statement, adding that a multilateral maritime operation led by a British Royal Navy Frigate had responded to the area. A Israeli official had blamed Iran for the strike on the Pacific Vicron tanker managed by Israeli-controlled Eastern Pacific Shipping. The company said there was a minor damage to the hull, but no injuries or spillage of the gas oil cargo. A White House official earlier said, the United States was confident that Iran likely conducted the hit using an unmanned aerial vehicle. Iran's Nor News, which is affiliated with the country's top security body, blamed Israel for the attack. U.S. Central Command said in a statement late on Wednesday that debris reveals that it was a, it said a multilateral operation responded to the scene led by British Royal Navy's HMS Lancaster. U.S. Navy guided missile destroyer USS The Solvents and a U.S. Navy patrol coastal ship and patrol craft were involved in the operation. Attacks on tankers and Gulf waters in recent years have come at times of heightened regional tensions with Iran. In July 2021, a suspected drone attack off Oman's coast hit a petroleum product tanker managed by an Israeli firm. Iran denied the accusations that it was responsible. And that was Connor Brown with your international news report. This is the local news and I am Carly Murray. Several students at Temple University were robbed at gunpoint and held in a basement last week in an off-campus property. Eleven people were woken by two young men who allegedly asked, where are the drugs, leading the victims to suspect that they had the wrong address. Temple University confirmed that no one was hurt, although the suspects took cell phones, car keys, debit cards, and a 2015 Infiniti minivan. While locked in the basement for over an hour, some of the victims messaged contacts to call 911 from their laptops, according to ABC News. A former Philadelphia police officer was sentenced on Thursday for killing an unarmed man while on duty. Eric Rook was convicted of voluntary manslaughter but was found not guilty of third-degree murder. He is expected to spend 11.5 to 23 months in prison. 
the victim, Dennis Plowden, was shot through his raised left hand, which went through his hand into his head. He died the next day. Several other officers were also on the scene and took cover instead of drawing their weapons, according to prosecutors. Members of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives have voted to impeach embattled Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. The vote on Wednesday was 107 to 85. Lawmakers have been critical of Krasner for his policies that they claim have caused an increase in crime across Philadelphia. There will now be a trial in the state Senate before their deciding vote. A man is facing weapons charges after TSA agents at Newark Liberty Airport discovered pieces of a handgun in his luggage. Authorities say they discovered components of the gun in two different suitcases along with 15 bullets. The traveler told officials that he had driven to the area and claimed his car was stolen, so he was flying home to Indiana and thought it was okay to travel with the disassembled gun. A dozen guns have been discovered at Newark Airport so far this year. Hundreds of women are suing New York State over alleged sex abuse while they were in prison. So far, 750 have come forward, with most saying that they were sexually abused by guards at the now-closed Bayview Correctional Facility in New York City. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump is representing the women who say they want justice in addition to telling their truth. They are suing the state under New York's Adult Survivors Act. New York City's mobile monkeypox vaccination clinic is winding down as funding starts to run out. It comes just days after the city closed mass vaccination sites that were opened this summer. Those looking to get vaccinated can head to outpatient and sexual health clinics run by city hospitals and private providers. The city now records about three monkeypox cases each day, down from the more than 70 in July. Since May, the city has reported roughly 3,800 virus cases. Detectives are searching for four suspects who stole valuable jewelry from a Manhattan antique jewelry store. Police just released surveillance video of the suspects in hopes that the public can identify them. They are wanted for taking a quarter million dollars worth of jewelry at Metro Pavilion in Chelsea on October 26th. Police say that they took over 120 pieces of jewelry from a display. The Yonkers City Council will vote next week on extending term limits which would allow Mayor Mike Spano to run for a fourth term. The council will hold a public hearing on Monday on increasing the limit for mayor to four terms, up from three. The council is set to vote the next day. The proposal also calls for extending term limits for city council members. The hearing is expected to be dramatic, with supporters saying another Spano term would bring more prosperity and stability to the city. While critics argue that it's time for someone new in office, term limits were extended from two to three years in 2018. Holiday Spirit is closing Manhattan's Fifth Avenue to traffic for the first time ever. Food vendors and musicians will take over Fifth Avenue on three December Sundays in a row, the 4th, 11th, and the 18th, between noon and 6 p.m. No cars are allowed, making it easier for folks to see the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. It is all part of a program called Fifth Avenue for All. I am Carly Murray, and that was the local news. I'm Dante DiValerio with your Rowan News. Two Rowan University innovators recently received the Research and Development Council of New Jersey's 2022 Edison Patent Award in Biomaterials for devising a new, minimally invasive treatment for chronic back pain. Anthony Lohman, PhD, Provost, and Senior Vice President for Academic Affairs, and Eric Brewer, PhD, a Senior Lecturer at the Henry M. College of Engineering, won the prestigious award for their U.S. patent Cross-Linked Hydrogels and Methods of Making the Same. 
In recent clinical trials, patients reported their chronic back pain levels decreased by more than 80% at three months. Lohman and Brewer are part of a team of academic researchers and medical industry executives leading Regaltech Inc., a medical device company founded in 2016. Regaltech Inc. is one of several enterprising startups that has received funding from the Roan Innovation Venture Fund, which launched in 2014 to support visionary ideas from within and outside the Roan community. Dr. Diana Martinez, assistant professor in the Department of Biomedical Sciences at Cooper Medical School of Roan University, has long wanted to know how sleep disturbances cause disease and dysfunction. The impact of sleep disturbance on cardiorespiratory dysfunction starts early. Research shows that children who experience sleep disturbances are more likely to develop hypertension as adults. In her lab, Martinez examines how the brain integrates signals in sleep to maintain normal blood pressure and cardiac function. By using rodent models, research can explore the brain changes that occur when patients develop hypertension due to irregular sleep. Through a project funded by a grant from the National Institutes of Health, Martinez is studying the effects of high salt diet on hypertension, which disturbs the normal 24-hour rhythm of blood pressure. One focus of this project is teaching individuals living in food deserts how to make healthy decisions when many of the options available aren't healthy. I'm Dante DiValerio. This has been your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Followed a controversial no-face mask call in the fourth quarter. Goddard is expected to miss an extended amount of time as the Eagles will look for Jack Stoll to hold down the tight end one position during Goddard's absence. Following their Monday night loss, the Eagles signed two veteran defensive tackles trying to patch together the run defense. Philadelphia signed Linval Joseph and Adamica Sue to one-year deals, adding depth to a beat-up defensive line. In other NFL news, the league has moved the Bills versus Browns game from Buffalo, New York to Detroit, Michigan due to the expected amount of snowfall this Sunday. Weather radars are projecting for six or more feet of snow in the Buffalo area as the league made an unpopular but wise decision. The defending champion Los Angeles Rams have lost wide receiver one Cooper Cup for at least four games after the team placed him on the injured reserve this week. In other player news, Deshaun Watson returned to the Browns practice facility on Thursday, ready to suit up in Week 13 action for the first time since his sexual assault allegations in the offseason. Watson is able to practice three weeks ahead of his first appearance off of suspension, and it will be interesting to see how well the former Clemson product does in his Browns debut. Switching over to the MLB, every regular season award has been announced in both the American and National Leagues. In the AL, Mariners phenom Julio Rodriguez won Rookie of the Year alongside Braves outfielder Michael Harris II as he took home the hardware in the NL. As for Manager of the Year, Guardians manager Terry Francona was awarded his third Manager of the Year award alongside Mets manager Buck Showalter for his third time receiving the award as well. Justin Verlander took home the Cy Young Award in the AL, the third of his career, as he was joined by Marlins young flamethrower Sandy Alcantara as he won his first Cy Young Award of his young career. And last but certainly not least, your AL and NL MVPs for the 2022 MLB season are Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees in the AL and Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals in the NL. Judge, who just turned 30 years of age, is entering his prime and, well, if he wasn't guaranteed before, he is now guaranteed to receive a monumental payday. For Goldschmidt, he's not a spring chicken, but this is also his first MVP award of his career after a great season. 
Tune in next week for more professional sports news with me, Danny Ryan, right here on The Rowan Report. Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. Wall Street is opening with stocks lower as Federal Reserve officials hint at more rate hikes to slow inflation. St. Louis Fed President James Bullard said the policy rate isn't in the zone that may be considered sufficiently restrictive. The two-year Treasury yield jumped to a level Thursday morning that raised fears the economy is heading into a recession. At the opening bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq were all trading lower. The price of gas is falling again. AAA reports the national average price for regular is down two cents from Wednesday to 3.72 a gallon. That's eight cents lower than a week ago. Texas is the low price leader with a statewide average of 3.06 a gallon. California still has the nation's highest prices, but the statewide average of 5.37 a gallon is down more than a dollar from early October. A top Federal Reserve official says he's open to reducing the pace of interest rate hikes. Lisa Taylor has more. At an event in Phoenix, Arizona, Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller said recent data has made him more comfortable in considering a 50 basis point increase in December. That comes as the Fed has approved four consecutive 75 basis point increases to bring down inflation. Waller emphasized, however, he won't make a firm judgment on that until he sees the next inflation and jobs report. I'm Lisa Taylor. Tesla, SpaceX, and Twitter CEO Elon Musk says he doesn't want to be CEO of any company. Musk made that statement in court testimony Wednesday in Wilmington, Delaware. A Tesla stakeholder is suing Musk and the luxury electric car company over the CEO package Tesla's board granted him in 2018, which the shareholder argues is excessive. The unparalleled compensation plan has made Musk the richest person on earth. Musk says during his testimony that CEO is not an apt description of the work he does at his companies. He said his role is more as an engineer developing technology rather than a traditional CEO with a more business-focused role. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Karina Cologne. Millions of fans are trying to secure tickets to Taylor Swift's upcoming world tour. On Tuesday, an unprecedented amount of people swarmed Live Nation's Ticketmaster website to try and get tickets, causing the site to crash. Some fans experienced periodic site outages when hours of long wait times, while other tickets were quickly bought and posted for resale for thousands of dollars. Ticketmaster released a statement saying they are urgently working to resolve the site issues. Swift's Eras Tour is her first in five years and will run from March through August. Megan Thee Stallion is being granted 